G'day, everyone. Welcome back to Talking Leadership. Thanks for joining me again. By way of introduction, today's guest has extensive experience in the commercial seafood industry and is a highly recognized figure in that industry and brings what I believe is a unique perspective to the topic area of leadership. And I'm glad he's given his time to come and speak to me today. So he's the owner of Fishtail Seafood Strategy. Can I welcome to the podcast, John Sussman? How are you, mate? Hey, Eric. How are you going? Mate, I'm well, look, thank you for joining me. Uh, I've I've had a few guests that have come from the seafood industry, and this is when I initially started the podcast. And there's some questions I didn't get to ask them that um, I've shared with you, and I really would be very interested to get your perspectives. But before we get started on the questions, just from a, a context setting point of view, you've had leadership roles, you understand the commercial seafood industry in this country. Has that experience changed change how you view leadership in this industry? Look, definitely, Eric. I think that the seafood industry, as you're well aware, is, is a fairly provincial category. It has a lot of history in terms of there are a lot of intergenerational family businesses that range from small to very large. And we've got several fishing companies in Australia that would be on a global scale recognised as large. The industry itself has long been very much a just-in-time operation, partly to do with the product that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, its volatility, its seasonality, its dynamic nature, um, has tended to build an industry that is still very much just in time. And from that perspective, the concept of leadership has been often misunderstood to a large extent. Leadership has often meant the bloke who can stand in his gum boots for the longest amount of time, be that on the deck of a boat, in a processing factory, or indeed on an auction floor. And, you know, the last man standing was often seen to be the best leader. What's been really exciting, you know, and I've been I've been in this caper for 30 years, but what I've seen in particularly in the last 10 years is this significant transition in the ownership of the resources in the category, both the marine resources. So we've seen that intergenerational family ownership change. With that has come the sale of those businesses. And with that sale, we've had money coming in from the big end of town to the category. And with the money coming in from the big end of town have been the demands on a different level of leadership that might not just be about, you know, do what I say, not what I do, and much more about, well, how do we build and transform a a business and a category? So yeah, back to the question, there's been a significant change in the role of leadership and the activities within leadership that I've seen in the last in the last 30 years but you know specifically I'd say the last 10 years we've seen a fairly significant change the leaders that you encounter in this sector do, do you think we are um, are we in the same realm as leaders you've seen in similar sectors like in land-based ag sector or do you think there's just differences across those sectors I'm, I'm just interested to get your perspective if I could yeah no look that's really interesting and I do have a lot of chums in the terrestrial farming world and I look at the leadership that has provided them from perhaps their you know peak industry bodies for example and as you're well aware we've struggled to have a single peak industry body in this category um, certainly in my 30 odd years and you know I, it's with complete respect and, and wishing all the very best for our current peak industry body in SIA but I think that it does the, the differences can be quite raw uh, in terms of some of the more established terrestrial 
agribusinesses and our business. I mean, getting back to the fundamentals of what we do, we are still predominantly a wild catch industry. We're still over 50% of the product that we produce comes from the wild catch. Now, by nature, we are hunter-gatherers. So leading hunter-gatherers is a very different proposition from leading farmers. And I think with that, and if you add to that the fragility of our product, you know, I mean, I, I sort of, I talk to my mates in, in say, the meat business and, you know, they knock an animal on its head and they've got somewhere, you know, in its fresh state between variously, you know, two weeks and three months to move that product. We knock an animal on its head and we've variously got between two days and 12 days to try and perform the same task in terms of managing the supply chain. And built into that, given that we are a, you know, over 50% wild catch, we are subject to seasonality, regionality, the, you know, the myriad of different fisheries managers from state, recreational, indigenous, commonwealth. There are so many constraints in being able to get a clear line of sight to a clear passage of leadership that it makes it very difficult for the industry to actually propose a perfect coverall leadership style. And, and, and that's not to make any excuses because I think there are vast improvements that can and are being made. I mean, you know, we are seeing significant change. And I, for one, am so excited about the change that we've seen just in the last 10 years, for example. But it, it is, it's a very, very difficult category to try an umbrella with one particular style. And the reality is that the, the differences between the leadership that is required when you're, say, fishing on the high seas, like, say, a company like Austral Fisheries that fish down in the sub-Antarctic, where you know, they needed to be able to get the assistance of the Australian Commonwealth Government to drive pirates out of their fishing waters, is quite a different proposition from the mesh net fisherman who's you know, gently fishing away on on the uh, on the East Gippsland lakes, you know, mesh netting for for King George Whiting every morning. You've met a lot of leaders, I will assume, and tell me if this assumption is wrong. That you've met them at early career, mid career, and and sort of end of a career cycle in that leadership phase. What do you think you've learned from these leaders you've met? So, if you had some take takeaways or some some nuggets of um, wisdom to share with people listening to the podcast, what what are, what have you drawn from these leaders that you've met across the sector? It's a really interesting study is the seafood industry and the role of leadership and and how leadership can change a person's ability and skills. And historically, leadership in the seafood category, as I referred to before, was often the last man standing and the bloke who could endure the hardest conditions became the leader, not necessarily with any other skills aside from their ability to often be a martyr. And and yet when you see someone that gets thrust into that position, often by default in this category, and they rise to the challenge of recognising that leadership is not just about managing themselves, but managing a, a group of people or managing a program or indeed managing a business. And once you see them embrace that notion there it's almost transformational you can see it in many people i mean i've seen it in cases of of you know very good young fishermen who were believed to be the best in in category best of cohort that have been put into this position of management managing other other people other fishermen that have you know failed miserably that have then dwelt on those failings and returned stronger and realized that you know hang on to actually get the best performance out of people in particular, because this, as much as anything, is such a people business that 
you know, when and, and and perhaps if we reflect on the wild catch fishery, for example, you know, it's not often that you, you know, you're bundying on for work and you are literally putting your life at risk as you do in the seafood industry. You know, when you go out on the open water, you know, you are faced with life threatening challenges on a, on a daily basis. You know, and that really does demand a very special level of respect by the leaders, not just for themselves, but for their crew and often for their assets. I mean, you know, some of these guys are driving multi-million dollar boats and you know, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot at stake when they're, when they're out there on the open ocean. So I think, think that one of the things that we've seen with this change in the overall value of our category, the change in the recognition that there are being demands put on the category by state, federal and social requirements. We've seen an industry that has, has come out of perhaps, you know, some of the least managed to some of the most highly managed uh, environments that are, that are in agribusiness. And I, I think it's, it's a really interesting study to see and to note that we've seen some amazing leadership transformation occur during that period. And as I was sort of reflecting on it's, you know, it part been brought about by the demands of, you know, living in a first world country with first world laws and regulations, part by, you know, the imposition on our, our catches and growers of seafood in terms of compliance and the cost of compliance, meaning that they've actually had to recognise that they can't be in the commodity business. They've got to be in the premium seafood business in, in a global sense. And and with that comes the demands or the expectations of, of a first world market. So there's been push and pull, I think, in terms of the you know, cause and effect of, of the development of leadership styles and leader, leadership as a, as a quality trait within the seafood industry, certainly. That is uh, very nicely uh, leads into the next topic area, which is about your perspectives on what some of those key leadership abilities are. So if I had to put this to you uh, from your travels, could you give me a list or, or a sequence of different uh, leadership skills that you believe are critical from amongst this industry that, that you've seen? Yeah, look, I, I think that because we have, you know, so many different aspects to our industry that the quality of stewardship is often misunderstood in the industry, but I'd say stewardship is one of the principal aspects of good quality leadership in the seafood industry. And whether that's, you know, a, a young skipper being mentored by an old sea dog, whether it's a, a young graduate working in a hatchery, whether it's a seafood marketer working in field trying to convince a wholesaler or a distributor or a retailer to take the product. I think that there, uh, the industry is very much about know people management and from that perspective learning the craft learning the art of people management is something that our industry does do pretty well i reckon and to that end it is you know time on the ground or time on the water that actually really does provide that ability to have uh, a genuine appreciation for the role that the subordinate would be doing and I think that that like no other category, the seafood industry really does reflect well the stewardship that that comes from a a mentoring of leadership, which is an old school style. It's not necessarily the you know the, the MBA school of of leadership, but I think that there is you know a real genuine learning piece that comes out of of you know on the on the job learning and on the job training in both leaders in 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 the leadership styles if i ask you to look into the looking glass into the future john 
what would you say leaders of the future are going to need outside of a focus on their stewardship, which again, I agree, I think it's something that is is a pervasive thing across the industry. If you're not looking after your resource, then there's going to be problems with that. And uh, more than ever, we're being held to account on that. But what are the other, say, knowledge and skill bases or the, the kind of leader that we're going to need into the future based on your experiences in this industry? I do think that we, having said that, Leadership in seafood can often be very tactile and, and, and born of you know time on the boat or time on the factory floor. I do think that the next generation of leaders in the seafood industry are very much going to be coming from a more contemporary school. I'm seeing that there's going to be a much higher demand for, on business skills, on HR skills, on the general level of social license skills. And I don't know that that can be a hackneyed cliche, but I just do think that there is going to be a greater level of demand on seafood industry leaders to have a working knowledge of really critical and important issues such as sustainability, uh, such as human rights, such as food safety. And I also wish that the industry will also adopt a far more consumer-focused approach to leadership. And by that, I mean that it understands what the necessity to invest in leadership, invest in upskilling, invest in training, and invest in mentoring. My real ambition is to encourage the industry to go down this path of next-generation management that includes both career and professional training and stewardship hand in glove because I think that the demands on the on the seafood industry professional in 2021 going forward are so different from what they were certainly in the in the early 90s when I when I struck out no the fly in the ointment here is the impact of of COVID but COVID aside and I know that it's not a, a small issue but what it's raised in my mind is that what was the degree of preparedness not just in our industry but I guess all industries to deal with a level of ambiguity and uncertainty that we hadn't seen before to the degree that we're seeing now and I, I believe COVID has been an example of, of bringing to the fore whether our leaders, wherever they are in the supply chain, what what their their taste for and ability to cope with amb- ambiguous changing situations. And I think it's caught everyone out to a degree, uh, some more than others. I, I don't think anyone can walk away and say we weren't blindsided by what happened. I guess it's how do you go forward from this? And I, I'm seeing a change in the language uh, online and in social media that pre-COVID is now not something that we need to be reminiscing on and, and wishing that we had that. We have a new situation now and we have to adapt to what that looks like. And I don't think leaders in this industry are going to escape that like leaders in any of the industries that have been um, adversely impacted by COVID. And that, that's not to say that some have done well through this. I think those have, that have adapted quickly have found their opportunities and have found different ways to operate. But um, I think degree, the individual leader's degree of, of wanting to take on uh, uncertainty and dealing with change is something that whatever this new future of, of leadership in this industry is going to look like. And I, I can't disagree with the things that you noted. One of them, whatever that toolkit is, is an ability to deal with change and rapidly deal with that in the context of everything else you do. Would your view of that be, John? Yeah, look, very much so. I think, And I think that you know there is this new world order that's been thrust upon us as much by COVID. It's been a fantastic tipping point, I think, for the seafood industry. You know, the historical route to leadership, as we've discussed previously today, 
has been time in the gumboots or time on the factory floor or time on the vessel. I think the next generation of leaders are going to have a, a different ability or are going to be able to bring to the industry different abilities, different skills, and you know, a slightly more contemporary view on what that role of leadership be um, actually is and, and how they are. I don't think age is going to be the single barrier to, to entry to be a leader in the in the next generation of the seafood industry is probably the most you know, appropriate thing for me to say. I think that there's going to be, you know, the, the broad basket of skills that a leader brings to the role that they have, whether they're in the catching sector, the growing sector, or post-harvest, sales, marketing, advocacy, management. I think it's going to be skill-based. And I think that you know, the, the next generation of leaders in the seafood industry, there is going to be a demand. It's just going to be a given that you have, you know, a set of skills that are appropriate to being a manager in, in 2021 and certainly a leader in 2021 and thereafter. I mean, we're at a crossroads in the seafood industry in Australia right now. And I think that that it really is an opportune time for this next generation of leadership to come through and start to really strike its mark on taking and stewarding the industry in the direction that it needs to go. Always these conversations are nuanced by what's the next big issue that's coming for an industry sector. And yeah, I, I think all things being equal, yeah, I think uh, renewal and uh, new focus on what leadership means is important. And I haven't heard that too much out of my industry and you're one of the first that has said that openly. And I think it's a, a conversation starter because um, I think leadership is, either is an investment in yourself or the people you work with or the industry that you participate in and those that choose not to do it will, will wear the consequences of that and those that do will, will reap the rewards of doing it is what I think will happen. I, I totally agree with that Eric I think that one of the things that we've lacked in our industry for a long time from my perspective is accountability and I think that one of the real roles of a leader in the seafood industry going forward is to be accountable you know in, in, accountable to the environment accountable to the resource accountable to your people accountable to the customer you know i think accountability is is one of the traits of the next generation of seafood leader that i'm really hoping is going to be become a hallmark for australian seafood leaders john thank you for your time look it's been a pleasure eric and i'm if i can just add to what you've just said i mean i'm actually more excited about the state of the australian seafood industry now than i have ever been and i'm excited about what's happening to it the people that are coming through where we're where we're going and the future i think it's so exciting i think we've got this awakening of awareness for just how special what we do what we catch what we grow and what we sell in seafood is here in australia John, thank you for that. Good, very positive way to end the podcast. So for those listening, this has been Talking Leadership. I've been talking to John Sussman. John, thank you very much. Pleasure. Thanks, Eric. Speaking Thanks, everyone. And uh, we'll catch you all on the next podcast.